morning. This is Gaming Perspectives with Saul and Jeline. And today we're talking about leaning into bad roles. Bad roles. Bad role. Bad role. Bad What's role, a bad know? role? A terrible role. How about that? A terrible role. Currently, we have a set of dice. We call them the yellow dice because they're yellow. And yesterday, they were very bad. They've been put into dice jail by Saul. Well, it was kind of weird because Augustine said something about that, and then you said something about, oh, you were rolling. I was about, using them, and... And Augustine, our son, Augustine, kept telling, him, telling my wife not to use them. So she decided to change dice. We're playing Shadowrun, so that we have a little break of 36 chessic dice. And actually, when she, she changed dice, it actually did uh, help. Saul wanted the red dice, I mean the yellow dice, though, because... He said, I want my yellow dice. So he got his yellow dice, and Augustine said, don't roll with those dice. They're, in, they're not happy these days. Well, I like them because they, you can really tell. They got black pips, pips. The pips, and it's bright yellow, so it really stands out. So I think they work really well for that. But when I rolled a test roll of like 15 dice or something, there was quite a few ones, and that's bad in Shadowrun. And then when you, you still used them for your... I did still use them, and I wasn't very successful. Did you get stunned? Well, yes, I got hit with six stun because I couldn't dodge. And then I couldn't soak. And those are two very bad things together <laughs> as a player. This is then the dice went into dice jail. As a character. So, when we talk about leaning into a bad dice roll, or I don't know if you really lean into it, I think it's more like accepting that there was a one roll then i'd rather say we take advantage of a conceivably there you go air get positive. bad dice roll i think what happens is we, we get so caught up in winning as a player winning being really successful at the game right i think games modern games have become very pro player in the sense that things happen uh, well not things happen but care players try to do something that the character Players try to do something that their character wants. And for the most part, because modern games seem to be really uh, cinematic in a sense, they usually succeed. And failure usually is not that big of a deal. And a failure that results in something terrible happening usually doesn't happen very much at the game table. And then you couple that with GMs that are pro-player you know, on the GM, on the GMs, on the player side, they're fans of the players. You get into this, you might get into this. And I, it happened to me for a long time. I was very pro player. I wanted my sons and his and his friends and my friend to have a good time. And to me, that meant making sure that usually they had something that, when it came across something, a creature or an obstacle, that they had a pretty good chance of succeeding. So, the inverse of that is so what happens when they don't succeed. And a lot of people just usually just... To stop you here, <laughs> I want to just clarify what it is you're saying. Okay. So, when you say pro player, I think all GMs are pro player. Mm. As in, they want their players to have fun. Okay. But I think what you really mean is that as the game is going on and you're in a situation where a role is called for, everybody wants that role to succeed. And when you say that, it's, you're talking about when you say the GM is pro player, I think you are 
comparing it to the idea of an adversarial GM, right? Where the adversarial GM wants the players to fail because they want their stuff to to succeed. Is that what you mean? A little bit. I mean, I, I'm not. I'm not talking really about the adversarial GM. That it's the GM versus the players. I'm thinking of the the adversarial GM that. I don't know. I think maybe a little bit of that. I think a GM doesn't care if the players live or die, doesn't care if the players succeed or don't succeed, and they don't mind putting up things in front of the players that will possibly kill the characters easily. Now, I don't mind. I don't mind putting players, players, characters, putting stuff in front of the characters that will harm them and will possibly defeat them and maybe even kill them but usually there's an out usually there's a way out usually there's a a way around it if they don't want to completely go straight ahead and to tackle the obstacle that you put in front of them Does that make sense so you're i, I mean i guess you're right i guess i'm talking about adversarial gms and those sure. are those are less and less there's less and less of those yes in your opinion. In my opinion. I think what the other part that you're talking about is everybody in the game wants people to succeed in what they want to do. The idea that you're you're bringing to the table the this this idea that's it's just an idea but you have to roll the dice to make it happen, right? You're telling people what you want to do. Yeah. I want to run and jump over that wall. Right. But if you roll a one, it can be funny to you and everybody at the table because you run towards the wall, but instead of jumping over it, you run into it. Right. And I think that's where I'm talking about leaning into the into the bad role is that just as you role play the successes and and people tend to get really detailed about what happens when they succeed really well, like a critical success, if there's such a thing in the particular game you're playing, usually there is something like that. But let's say you just roll really well and you like describing those things in detail, like when you do something that will, what is it? Like last time Kurd, uh, the character, sorcerer character in Shadowrun, decided to use some acid spray type thing and he like melted half the building. And he was really excited about telling you how or the effects of that spell had on the building. And it, I don't know, he he went into detail, right? It wasn't like, oh, I this I put the spell out. It does this much damage to the building. It's in pretty bad shape. He goes, you know, he starts talking about the structure of the building and how it had suffered over fifty percent of its hit points or structural damage, and so it's on the verge of collapse and blah 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 blah. Yes, the building didn't have a chance. <laughs> so so just as we as players should be excited about those type of successes i think when you when you fail and you fail miserably i think that's what the key point you know everybody fails every once in a while it's not a big deal so you miss the shot it's not bad but let's say you miss a shot and in general you have a glitch in dungeons and dragons i don't even know if there's such a thing as critical fail but in the games where there's a critical fail a critical fail not just a regular failure usually it's it's like a glitch or like in in D when you roll a one when you're trying to swing your sword at somebody a lot of times the gm will tell you you drop it or ask you what happens you rolled a one uh something bad happens tell me what it is right 
And like, usually that in, involves the sword flying out out of your hands or... Right, it puts you in a really disadvantage, yeah. disadvantageous position. Yes. And I think that's pretty cool, but sometimes it's even more than that, right? Sometimes it's like... Like, I was... T- I think I explained a couple uh, examples to you or described a couple examples. Let's say you're in the middle of a cyberpunk run, right? And you're going into this fortified and security very tight security installation and you gotta use the word installation because it means more than just a building right and in the middle everything's going good your your plan is going just as you as the characters planned it and then the decker the the hacker uh makes a critical mistake and then the alarms go off Security's alerted. The the physical walls, security bars come down, and the players, and there's six players standing there going, and they're trapped, right? Yes. And I think, I think when when stuff like that happens, I think it's really important for the player or players to describe in detail how how bad they rolled or how bad the situation goes. Because what 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 I was thinking is that not only is it fun to describe the, how bad things can go. Especially if you're the GM, or even if the if the GM allows the player to describe that situation, I think it's more fun that way because that way the GM, me as a GM, when, when I let players describe things or tell me what happens, I think it's better as a GM to let the players describe the bad things that are happening because it allows them to step out of that. Oh crap! I rolled a one moment. Right, this is the sixth time I haven't been able to do what I want to do. It allows players to step out of that, oh, crap, I rolled a one moment. The big thing about this this topic is that a lot of times, it's not that you just rolled a one that one time. It's that your dice are not working for you that day. Every time you go to do something, you roll low, you don't hit the target, you don't get enough successes, whatever it is. It's like the 10th time in that particular session that your dice aren't working and you're getting you can tell by the look on the player's face that they're not having fun at this moment, right? They're getting frustrated. Yeah. So yeah. you so by allowing the by allowing players to describe the bad thing that is happening or the the glitch or let them choose what it is, that'll a lot of times bring them out of that oh, this sucks kind right. of kind of feeling right right and then another thing is as a gm when you're always describing things and and always telling the bad things that happen i don't know why it gets psychological but they might blame the gm for doing things but also even more important to me would be as a gm is that i don't necessarily know what's going to happen right right and when you allow the players and to describe things bad things that happen that happen to them or the party you yourself are surprised about things and you don't you know that's a good thing about role playing is this idea of spontaneity of what's that word i always like to use i'm not sure improv improv right improv and i think what happens is that as a gm i'm really entertained by those kind of by those kind of things that the players come up with because i don't know what's going on until that time and a lot of times when the, that one is rolled and the bars come down and all your players, the security is surrounding them, that's when the best 
I don't know if you call it the best, but it changes the dynamic of what's happening. Everybody is all of a sudden more focused on how are we going to get out of this? Well, again, you're right. I totally agree with that. And what it can do is it really changes the direction of the game or the flow of the game, right? If everything's working perfectly, perfectly, you can see the light at the end of the tunnel, but then all of a sudden something terrible happens due to this one bad roll, and now the the game has to go a different direction and the players have to come up with something new and it has to be done on the fly. I mean, I know there's times when players make contingency plans, but usually they don't, they don't, unless they're really, really like uh, tactically inclined, they go, oh, that will never happen or they just won't think about it. But even contingency plans can't account for things that could happen that you can't expect. So I think that's really neat. I think when that happens, that's really an interesting time in the game for both the player and the GM because then the GM has uh, has to think up on the fly or is actually entertained because like he's there or she's there when they are describing their plans, right? They're, he's listening yeah. on, the, on what the players are planning. And as a GM, you could... You know, use those that information uh, in planning what what the the what the countermeasures are. 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 But when when the when the dice dictate a change or a or a different direction that the that the game has to go to, everybody has to come come up with things on the fly, including the GM. Right. And I think that's pretty cool because then I think that's when I'm most entertained is when when you know usually I say when the players do something weird and I had never accounted or never thought about doing something like that like I had never thought of a player doing that or a character doing that and so I am like I'm reading a book right uh, instead of writing the book and that's when I'm most entertained is when I'm like oh wow it's like it's like reading a story it's, it's and I don't know what's ha- what's going to happen. And I think that's pretty cool. And I, I, I've talked about it in the past, how when my players do something I had never accounted for them on doing or never thought of, and I'm on, I'm just excited to hear what, how it goes or how it's gonna work out. Well, in the situation that you described, I can just imagine all the ideas that people will come up with. Oh yeah, and it's not gonna be just one idea, right? No, like, and and usually when something like that happens, because the the decker or the cyber guy rolled the one and the alarms go off and the bars come down around all the players, then the, the, usually the, the GM is going to say, okay, roll initiative, right? Usually something like that. Something like that. And some games it's up to the players to get to choose who goes first. Right. And then there's going to be this conversation and it's going to be a fast conversation most likely because yes. the GM is, is probably going to go, okay, all the, the security guys are surrounding you. Or you have, you have 10 minutes now, or the players are... A uh, minute, whatever the time limit. ...are going to come up with different ideas. Right. And they're going to start talking fast to each other and figuring out what to do. At least in the groups I've played in, that's usually what happens. Or someone goes, okay, this is what we're going to do. And then everybody goes, okay. And it depends how good, how, good, uh, how good that idea is. And I think that's when players are, are really, really having the most fun is that whole idea of thinking on the fly sure as you go through your plan and it's going well it's a lot of fun you can have a lot of fun that playing that way but when there's a wrinkle in your plan and you got to come up with 
alternate plan or plan C or whatever, however you want, uh, contingency plans, however you want to call it. I think that's when players get really creative and the GM is, again, entertained because they don't know what's going to happen next because they knew what they were planning and they knew that this well was going to be their next step. Now the players themselves don't know what they're doing and they're just running what is it? The hacking on the fly. They're really they're you know, playing by the seat of their pants, and I think that's when everybody's most entertained and everybody's really excited and hyped up. And in that, in those cases, that's when I think most people have the most fun, especially the GM, because like I said, anytime the GM doesn't know the outcome already or doesn't even have an idea how this situation is gonna work out, that's when you have a lot of fun. I think the players probably have more fun than the GM. Oh, uh, probably because yeah. I think it raises up the, uh, the tension, the adrenaline levels yes. of people. Right there, all of a sudden, oh, we could die. Our yes. my character could actually die. Right. Right, and that's and that makes it just. Uh, it makes it more exciting and yeah. more okay. We have to do this, right? I mean, weren't we just talking? You were mentioning about that something about about playing. And if it's just an easy operation or easy adventure, just going through the the players are just being very successful, killing the monsters easily or not with much difficulty. And the plan is all coming together. The plan's coming together, and that's a lot of fun, right? And and that and that is a lot of fun. If their plan works out and they don't have any bad rolls and nothing bad happens that's pretty cool but that's not the way that that things usually happen right that's not the way things usually happen but i think sometimes when i run the game a game that's the way i run the game because i i want the players to have fun and sometimes that in my mind is is that i i don't i want them to be as successful as they can be but you're right but the dice can dictate okay the dice might have other plans or fate however you want to call it has other plans on what, how the game is going to go, and I think, I think that's good. We were talking about it last night how, in the in the situation like I was describing, where everything's going good, people could have fun, but when something wrong goes, when something wrong happens, and then they gotta come up with something new on the fly, and they're thinking, and then they're worried about their character, and then after, and then they're successful afterwards. It's like wow, and I think. Well, it's not only their character they're worried about. Sometimes, like, the person rolling the one isn't you. And that person is all of a sudden, that character is all of a sudden in danger. And it changes the plans of what the rest of the group was going to do, right? Right. They're going to suddenly, most likely, and sometimes maybe not, maybe you don't like that character. (laughs) But most likely, they're going to stop what they're doing, make sure that person is okay. Or at least one of them is. Right. And... I'll take care of this, you go, right? That kind of thing. Over. Right. I think, I mean, even we were playing Shadowrun, uh, not this session, but the session before, both uh, Alan and our son Augustine, they both got hit pretty hard and pretty well. And they had to make a decision as to whether they were going to continue the fight. Right. And I think those kind of decisions... They both when, decided not to continue the fight because they were thought, hurt pretty badly. I thought they went... Well, they might have. I think they I, still... Yeah. Stayed in the fight. I think Kurt healed himself, but I don't think uh, Augustine or Genji, his character's name is, has that ability. So. But he's tough. Yeah, but he was not, you know, he had like, I think only two points of stun left or whatever. Yeah. 
So he made a, a uh, instead of running away, which he could have done, he stayed in the game. But I think that, that had to do with the person that he was next to. He wanted to make sure that they got the whatever it was. I agree. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I mean, he could have, you know, he could have said, oh, my character wants to live and doesn't want it. They were both shocked, though, that they were actually hurt. And I think they made a conscious decision to stay in the fight or not to run away, really. I mean, they could have just ran away and be safe. But I think when they make that kind of decision, and it's a tense decision, right, it, they remember it, right? Because Genji was like, man, that was pretty close. You know, I got really hurt that last time. And you remember that situation. And, and that makes the decision to stay even a bigger deal for the player. Because if it's a if it if it wasn't a big deal if it if that character wasn't hurt, then and they make that decision, it's not a big deal. But when they are hurt and another shot or another hit or whatever could knock them out, could knock them out, and then that causes other concerns for the rest of the party. Like, will they be able to get me? Will they be able to, you know, pick up my body? Or am I going to get captured? Or is the bad guy going to kill me? All this other stuff, all this stuff could go through your mind as a player. And it depends on the game you're playing too, because like in that game, Genji is is a is a is a tank kind of character, right? And, He's a street samurai. And then um, then uh, Kurt is the is the mage, and mages are always squishy, no matter what game you're playing, right? So usually, you usually need someone to that's that's a good fighter and has a lot of in, in Shadowrun a lot of soak, so they can take the they can take the the pain for you, the right? Damage because. You're, as a mage, you could knock yourself out or someone could hit you and you don't have that many hit points or health or whatever you want to call it. Right. And a lot of times if you're in, in but in Shadowrun, the good thing is if you get stunned, you do get knocked out, but you don't die, right? Right. Your friends can pick you up and take you with them. Right. But I think, uh, I believe both had taken physical Yes, damage. they were pretty, they were... They were shocked that they had taken that much damage because in that game, as the GM, I usually roll in front of them. And since it's such a crunchy game, they're usually telling me, oh, no, that's not the right number of dice. Let's add these dice to it. So they, they're causing their own fate, right? Because they're helping me with it if I have the wrong number of dice. Right. And they're counting the, yeah. the amount of uh, hits and all the other stuff that happens. Because they see it. Right. It's right. Because you roll so many dice, it's not like you can roll them behind the screen. <laughs> you could, but there's no fun in that. No. So I think I think when, when things like that happen, it makes it memorable for the player. Yeah. And I think... Those are the stories people tell, exactly. right? Exactly. Those are the stories that people will tell. And those are the stories that people remember. I mean... For a long, long time. And Those I, are the, the the bridges that you didn't cross, right? The bridges that you fell off of, and all of your friends had to save you. <laughs> I was wondering where you go the bridges. <laughs> yeah, I, I think we've talked about bridges in most of the people in our groups that cannot cross them without getting hurt or something terrible happening. Yeah, so I think when when that happens and players are able to themselves describe the situation, I think it really does help bring the the situation i don't know uh to the forefront right and and sometimes most of the time it seems like players when they describe what happens if you let it if the gm gives them carte blanche to describe 
just tell me what happens. Right? They come up with something worse than you could ever yeah, come up and with. And usually they do because they, they they think of something terrible happening. Right. And what's the most terrible thing that they can happen to them? And and unless they're really like, oh, no, that's too bad. <laughs> yeah. Right? If they're really, uh, I don't know what you call it. Oh, no, that's not going to happen. Yeah, I don't <laughs> want that to happen to me. But usually they, they will think of something worse than the GM was thinking. Uh, one, I think 100% of the time when when I let the players do come up with something bad that happens for a a critical miss, a critical failure, a glitch, a botch roll, whatever you want to call it, depending on the game system. I'm thinking, oh, yeah, you drop your sword, you drop your weapon, your gun jams, whatever. They come up, well, I break my arm, and and then it causes me to lose my, my gun, my sword, and it breaks on a, on a really hard rock as I drop it. I'm like, oh, my God. Okay, yeah, that sounds really good. As I like, you, t- you totally messed up yourself. But that's that's the fun part, right? And that, and then they have to come, overcome that that problem. And, it, and usually, it's a, something that they have to overcome with with either alternate tactics, thinking out of the box. I hate using the, those kind of terms, but they really have to come up with something that they didn't in, that didn't expect to happen when they're thinking about how to do how to get out of it or how to deal with it i think that's when real role playing is happening i think that's when people are being most creative and the gm and the players are and the rest of the players are like what's going to happen and i think that's pretty neat well it's not only the players that roll ones oh it's also the gm yes, yes i mean sometimes you can't roll anything to do to hit anybody or you're the one rolling the, if you're the GM, you're rolling the ones. And a lot of times that is a, it's a diff, it's very frustrating, right? Oh yeah. And it's, and I think what's the inverse of that is that the players think it's hilarious, right? When you botch a roll and, and it's kind of like an important, like the big bad guy or, yeah. or whatever. And they just like, ah, you know, they're doing a little dance because they know NPCs in trouble. And I think, Players get this like sinister glee from you from the GM's own machinations not coming to fruition, right? So you think the players have glee when Sometimes. when uh, when the GM oh, calls especially a bad when you when you're when they're having a tough time and you know things are hitting the fan for them, and then the tables get turned, right? Let's say the tables are turned. The the. the, the how the turntables. <laughs> so I think that's when, yeah, they do have a, a bit of glee. That's when they get excited when like, especially if they're having a tough time, right? And they're like on the ropes. And then all of a sudden your character, your the uh, opposing side gets a critical failure or whatever. And they're like, oh yeah, you know, this is the turns of the tide, right? Whatever you want to call it. So, I do. I do think they get excited, and it gives them like that little extra. Yeah, I. I, I think I, I. know what you're talking about. I. I think we were playing Alien with, and and Morgan was running it. Okay. And I still remember him saying that he was rolling the the Alien off screen because we were we were on roll twenty right, and we were okay. doing our rolls on roll twenty, yes. and and you could hear him roll the dice for the Alien. He goes, "I just didn't want everyone to see how many dice the Alien actually had." Yes. Yeah, he didn't because want to you know you're gonna it. die by the if the alien is coming at you, right? You're, I think you have that was, the... Yeah, I think that was an interesting thing he said. He he didn't want us to know how many 
He didn't want it to. It. He didn't want it to, not scare, but he didn't want to us to despair to see the. <laughs> it, and I can understand that because I can only imagine that an alien has a lot of dice, right? I forget. I mean, I, I don't know how alien. many. I didn't. I, don't know. I didn't run that adventure, but they are pretty tough. But and I didn't have the alien alien from the movie. I had this special slow yeah. moving zombie alien. But the alien that he was rolling for was just. It was an alien, and it was coming at us. Right, and right, it, right. it took us out. Yes, yeah. The, Me anyway. I think I think we all died. I think I think one of us made it to the ship. I think it might have been Shannon. Yeah, but the ship was infested already. Yeah, but at least he made it off the planet. And then we then died. Yeah. So I think I think those was, things like when events like that happen, when the GM does mess up. And especially if the players are having a hard time, it's natural for the players to get gleeful at the GM's bad dice rolling. Sometimes, but if if one of the players is having a bad dice rolling session that time too, they might feel for the GM, right? That's the sixth one in a a row you've rolled? Okay, maybe Steve, maybe Steve will go, oh, well, that's that's terrible for you. (laughs) But but honestly, they're like, yeah, right? I think, uh, no, I think pretty much um, almost 99.9% of the players are gleeful when the GM glitches and messes up, especially when you're rolling in front of the table. Yeah. I mean, that just, and that's why that's why I roll open, I mean, what do you call it, open, in the open, my dice rolls, because... It just, it just makes the game funner if everybody can see yeah. the GM rolling the dice, too. And He's not that, behind that screen, and you go... Well, I don't think that guy could have done that. Yeah, or or uh, did he really roll uh, critical Did he really six? roll two twenties? Yeah, that's the second twenty rolled. No, but when it's on, not only that, now now that there's no what is that? No uh, questioning of the GM's yeah. integrity, which might upset me if I was GMing. <laughs> but at the same time, it also ratchets up the... The tension. The tension. And, when, you know, when especially if it's an important role, like a character's life might be... In, in the balance. In the balance. And they're like, see, and everybody's looking at that, well, in Shadowrun, they're looking at the little dice tray because you have to roll dice trays. Though some people were not and kept losing dice left and right off the table. Well, they were just trying to pick up their dice to roll in the dice tray. Oh, is that what happened? Yeah. And... And when everybody's looking at that dice tray going, and they're counting how many hits and like, oh, that looks like a lot of sixes or fives. And I think it gets really exciting. And I think players and GMs get excited about yeah. games out in the open, rolls out in the open is what I mean. And I think that really makes it, I think it makes it more fun. And it, it you don't have to question the integrity of the GM. You don't have to, like, and some people will say it. Like, I remember when I used to roll behind the screen or I, I my brother used to roll behind the screen, and I'm like, "That's the fourth time you hit me." <laughs> and you're like, and then he's doing the calculation in your head, right? Kobolds, their hit dice is about <laughs> four and a half hit die. And this is back in AD&D time. He goes, "So they have to roll like, they have to roll a sixteen to hit me on a twenty side die." Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, but with the GM is rolling in front of you, then you know whether he makes That's it or not. That's the fifth time that that GM hit me. <laughs> I have to grow a 12 or higher. I only hit him once in the last five turns. But that kobold hit me last four times. I think I'm questioning the, the integrity of the GM. <laughs> in my mind, that is happening, right? I remember doing that. And so when I 
roll out in the open, it eliminates all that crap. I think I think that that and scares the bejesus. Just there. because you can't see what the G what the GM is rolling behind the screen, I think you're right. It it makes it easier to question question yeah. to, to to go. Hmm, I wonder if he's really fudging the dice or right. But then if he's rolling in the open, there's there's no no chance to to have that feeling, right? Because you're seeing what's happening as right. it's happening, and that makes the game more fun to me. Is that because the everybody gets to see you rolling the dice as a player character, right? So as the GM, if everybody's seeing you roll the dice, it does make everything pretty pretty cool. Although. Right. I do know sometimes, like if you're doing like like Morgan with the with if if the monster's really really strong and you don't want the players to know how how dangerous it is, then I can see rolling behind the screen or uh, on roll twenty privately rolling. Right. Well, I think when when the situation is that the players can glean something by how many dice they're rolling, yeah. or what type of dice they're rolling, or something like that, then. I understand people rolling behind the screen. Yeah. I don't necessarily agree with Morgan. Well, I guess I do in a sense that Morgan didn't. I don't know if he did it. I think he didn't want us to get like, oh my God, we're going to die now. Oh. Right. Kind of thing. Right. I think he, well, then, well then he it was an alien. So we, we were pretty much messed up from the very beginning, no matter what. No, but I can understand that sentiment, right? Yeah. And I, I, I appreciated that. <laughs> I didn't want to know how many dice the alien was rolling compared to my. Pitiful number. <laughs> Two dice. Yes. So bad rolls, I think when you when they happen, I think they're excellent times for uh, role playing, uh, for you to use your imagination, to improv, and it could have a lot of it had big consequences in the way the game is going. If it's going really positive, then a bad dice roll can change the direction of the of the adventure. Uh, it becomes uh, not an infiltration, but let's get the hell out of here uh, type of adventure. Regroup. Right? Regroup, uh, escape. Uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like, okay, for example, I'll use a movie example. For example, uh, what is it? The 13th Warrior. Mm-hmm. They go in to go make a, a wet work and assassinate the the main baddie, right? Yeah. And they do it, but then they're trapped. And then they're running the, what do you call it? The, uh, the defensive retreat. And they're fighting as they're retreating and fighting retreating. And that's real. that was, I don't know if they botched the role. I don't know where they, they would have botched the role, but maybe they didn't, they. They were outnumbered. They were outnumbered, but they also uh, got found out that they were in there. Right? Yeah. They, they botched their sneak role or whatever you want to call it. So I think that changed the direction of that of that operation or of that mission or that that part of the adventure where they could have tried to sneak out still like the way they snuck in though it would have been really difficult but still so but what let's say let's say it was an adventure or and it was a botch role that caused the whole place to get erupted in security and now they're being chased and there's only one way to go and they're going down down to that I don't know where they're going but they're retreating and uh, and they're thinking on the flight. And then as a GM, you're like, oh, what's going to happen? You know, you don't know what's going to happen. And I think that just raises the tension. And anytime you have tension in the game, I think it's good because then if you're successful, there's that, wow, we made it. And it makes the game more memorable, I think. In the 13th Warrior, they all didn't make it out of that situation. <laughs> well, and that, and that I've told, I almost forgot. 
death, right? Character death can happen in a in a bad role, in a in a critical failure. And I think, of course, this should be talked about before the game starts, right? The session zero, when you say, "Well, how do we feel about character death?" Right? Death is on the table. Well, so some some GMs there it is on the table always on the table and i think that's something you should know beforehand i think some characters some players would rather not deal with that kind of situation other players don't care or other players get really attached to their characters and that situation might change but for the most part i think if you're playing a game where there's a lot of combat and the bullets are flying ninja stars are flying uh, you can definitely there's a chance that you might not make it out of a mission or on a on a on a run or however you want to call it, and and I think when you botch a role like that, I think you should allow the character to have that cinematic death, right? To, to save the party, like the Thirteenth Warrior, right? The one guy gets gets hit in the in the gut and he's broken, he's, real, he's coughing up blood. He's gonna die anyway, so he just I'm just gonna hold him off as long as I can go. And I think that was cool. That was like really a cool scene. And I think that, that if you can, if th- something like that can happen in the game, I think that could be extremely memorable for everybody in that at that table. Like that time when uh, what's his name character jumped off the thing to save everybody. To save everybody. Yeah. I think anybody who didn't know what was going to happen, who didn't know he was, he didn't want to play that character no more, and was exiting the game. Everybody was like what the heck just happened right and it was almost unbelievable they're like kathy was like we gotta save them we gotta save them and so was chris going we let's go down to where i go you guys are like a mile and a half up in the air or well, i don't know how many feet you guys were in that airship or ways and then you know, <laughs> like the bugs bunny cartoon not only do they fall but then they explode <laughs> on impact right and uh that was that was a character that wanted to to change characters, though. right? A player he, that wanted to change had, characters. He felt that he had run that character as far as he wanted to go, and it was wanted to start a new one. And I think it was interesting. And I told him not to tell anybody, but he did. But he did, and so half the party knew what was going to happen, and the other half didn't. So, did you know? Um, I had known, I or somehow maybe I had leaked the information. Yeah. You and Steve are not the best secret keepers in the world. <sighs> yes. So I think when when a botch roll could mean the death of a character, and as long as it means something, I think it's pretty cool. Uh, I think one one instance, like for example, in a mo- from a movie, uh, the new Red Dawn movie, where Chris Hainworth, Hainworth, whatever Helmsworth, Helmsworth character gets boom shot or bl- blowed up, like. It was shocking, right? It was shocking to my son because he hadn't seen the first movie. Well, uh, I, first... I didn't remember the first movie either. I was shocked too. But I could tell he was, he definitely liked the character. And he thought the character was a, like a heroic character. Right. I was going to make it to the end of yes. the movie. And in the first quarter movie, the guy gets blown up or killed. He thought he was like visibly shaken. shaken. And it was uh, not on the verge of tears. He, he was definitely upset. Yeah. That that had happened to that character. And if that had happened in the game and then nothing happened, like, oh, wow, that was just a random explosion. And in the in the movie, it makes sense because it, it, it galvanizes the group to go out and do whatever they had to do. 
But in a role playing game, if that if a death is meaningless and like nothing happens other than that character dying, I think that's a, a bad way to go. Though it, it could happen. There's some heartless G. They don't give a crap. And uh, they'll just, uh, what is it? Let the chips fall where they may. I don't think that, usually too many GMs like that. But I think for a character to die, it should mean something. Because it is, they're the main characters of the story. Yeah. So that's all I got to say about that. So I, I wanted to. Usually include. rolling a one doesn't, doesn't cause that though. Usually. usually, usually, but like for example, like I said, when when the when Curd and and Ginchi were were hurt, they easily could have get knocked got knocked out. Yes, which would have caused us to like try to save them, the rest of us. Most likely, most likely, yeah, <laughs> they weren't we weren't that close anyway. <laughs> they would everybody would have stopped everything they were doing to save them. Right, that's this kind of the situation. Like you know, I hate to use movie references, with this one, <laughs> but like in Lord of the Rings, when Frodo gets stuck by the spear, right? Remember, yes. he's dead or near dead, and then everybody just kicks ass until they clear out the room. Yes, and then uh, that's usually what happens. That's that's usually what usually people envision happening. So if you make a botch roll or have a critical failure in any game that you're playing, I think as a GM, as a player. Lean into that, make it your own, and make it a spectacular failure. There you go. This is Gaming Perspectives with Saul and Jolene. You have a good day.